0: Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live?
1: We're live, Dr. Cohen.
0: We're live, Lauren.
1: We are live with Gross Anatomy podcast where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning books, movies, TV, and the world around us. And I am Lauren Taylor, joined with the host, my friend, back from vacation.
0: Dr. Jason Cohen. Yes. Wow you haven't forgotten the intro. Of course not. Very nice.
1: (laughs) Yes it's been a whole month since we recorded and you're in Africa which I feel like I mean you have to talk about and that's what our audience wants to hear about.
0: Yeah they better want to hear it because that's all I want to talk about.
1: That's all I want to hear because I don't know that much about where you've been for the past four weeks.
0: You know, what's crazy. Uh, We've really been planning this trip for three years and now it's just a memory, which is crazy how time works. Like, how did it, how did it already pass me by? Like, how am I back home podcasting with you? How did that happen? Like, why aren't I still there?
1: Right. Well,
0: it amazes me. (laughs) I got to tell you, I, we talked before I went, and I was kind of, I didn't tell my family, but I was kind of dreading it, right? Didn't I tell you I was pretty anxious about it?
1: Well, I think because I know you, I could just tell by your voice that you were a little hesitant, which I was surprised by, because I know you've been working on this trip for three years.
0: Yeah. I was very stressed on just so many levels. Li- I was stressed because I had a lot of work to that I wanted to try to finish before I went and loose ends and different things and different things for the trip, some of which... I got done, some of which are still sitting here waiting for me to finish. Um, The important things I got done. So that was a stress. But then I was just stressed about going away during COVID time. And there were so many moving parts and I was, and just the whole travel, you know, I like being at destinations. I don't necessarily enjoy the getting to them anymore. They used to be much more pleasurable. I think young people don't mind it, but but as at least as i age i become become less tolerant of
1: right well i think they were different back in the day my brother and i were on a flight recently and the guy behind us asked if they would be serving meals and my brother just laughed because he was like when's the last time they've ever served meals in coach like he just thought it was such a ridiculous question
0: yeah well maybe maybe that person hadn't flown who knows right
1: i know that's what i'm saying but it used to be nicer
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. As a kid, I remember it was like people would get dressed up to fly. You know, you mm-hmm. it, it was a whole, I, my dad, I even up till recently used to put on a sport jacket to fly. Like I deliberately put on a blazer when I, when I would fly, but I stopped that. But my dad always put on a blazer to fly because it was like, it was almost like going to the theater, which people probably don't dress up for either that much anymore, you know? I
1: hate to tell you they don't, but that I would still dress up for.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but it was a real, it was a huge trip. You know, we were gone literally a month, which was amazing. And we went to three different countries and had a ton of COVID tests, you know, in order to get from A to B, we had to keep doing COVID tests. And so, and luckily. Explain,
1: like before you left, did you get tests?
0: Before we left. America, we got COVID tested, so we had to show it as soon as we got into uh, Uganda, which was our first destination, and then we had to get a COVID test in Uganda to, to allow us to go into Kenya, and what was scary, actually, for two seconds, when we walked into the airport at Kenya, the off of our flight, some nurse, I think it was a nurse or a doctor, came to us and said with someone looking at the visas, do, do you have a COVID test? And we said, yeah. And they said, where are you from? And we said, America. They said, no, it's a two-week quarantine. And we said, what? And, and they said, well, where have you been? We said, we were in. Um, oh no, no, it's when we got to Tanzania. They said you have to quarantine when we got to Tanzania, and and because we were from America or something like that. I don't know. They, and it got scary for two seconds. And then they said, well, where did you just come from? And we said, Kenya. And they're like, how long were you there? And we said, a few weeks. And they said, oh, okay, it's fine. For a minute there, I got very nervous. Right. Because each country has different rules of allowing people to come in from other countries. So the fact that we were coming from Kenya and just had a negative COVID test was okay for them. So that was a relief.
1: Yeah, so you got to do everything that you planned. I imagine, like, for a four-week trip to Africa, you have someone help you with the travel itinerary?
0: We definitely did. And, and the, we, the way we actually found that person was years ago, I was talking to a patient who had told me when we were starting to think about our trip, who said they were going on safari and were working with this company, Wander Africa, Wander Africa, Africa, Wander Africa, uh, is the name of the company and the travel guide. His name is Jay Palmer. He's amazing, and this other guy, this patient, had used him and said he's wonderful. So that that was the beginning of a great relationship, and and this guy really helped us plan this whole trip, and it was constantly evolving. And then we were actually supposed to go last year, but it got canceled because of COVID, uh, and and we were able to. To work it and keep 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 it and not have to. We had already paid for the bulk of it, and luckily most of that money got to go to apply to this year. Some rates changed, but we actually added to the trip this year. We're like, hey, we're going. Let's let's make it a little bit longer. And that's why it was a three week trip that became for two two, last year. And then I said, let's make it a whole month. We're going. So nice. it It was great.
1: Your daughters went with you. What did they think? Like the whole family enjoyed
0: themselves? And the whole purpose of the trip was a family trip. In fact, um, when when a boy or a girl turns, a Jewish boy or girl, you're supposed to have a bar mitzvah for a boy, a bat mitzvah for a girl. Usually for boys, it's at age 13 where the boy now becomes a man and they're supposed to learn the services and read the Torah and you have a whole big part, read the Bible and you have a whole big party. And I have three daughters, my oldest daughter uh, and girls typically, depending on your custom, you do it at either age 12 or 13. Sometimes it's done at age 12 because girls are more mature and mature faster than boys. So my, my 25 year old had a big party. She she had the whole big bat mitzvah party Uh, And then for our middle and younger daughter, we said to them, you could have a whole big bat mitzvah or do you want to do a family trip? So my middle daughter said, let's do a family trip, which we were thrilled rather than have to pay a zillion dollars for a big party that lasts all of a few hours. um, Our middle daughter said, let's go on a family trip. So we went for her years ago. She's now 17. We went to Israel. Israel. And we went to Amsterdam because she was very into Amsterdam at the time because of the book, The Fault in Our Stars. You know that book?
1: No, I don't think I do.
0: It was a movie as well.
1: Was that about, Amsterdam?
0: They fly to Amsterdam. It's it's with Ansel Elsgort. Okay. And the girl is...
1: I'm very impressed you know who Ansel Elsgort is. <laughs> of course.
0: And the girl is the girl from... Um, Divergent, and I'm blanking on her name, and I feel horrible because I love her. Oh,
1: uh, um, yeah,
0: and I'll she's also that. from the TV show that show, that was,
1: Wood, Woodley?
0: Woodley, right? That's her name. Yeah, she was also in the show with um, was it Lies, something about lies? She was in that. TV oh, show. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, is it called The Big Lie? No, Big
0: I don't know. The show with um,
1: Nicole Kidman and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah.
0: Right. So she, um, so they're, they play kids with cancer who um, meet in a cancer uh, support group. And it's a, it's a really sad, but great story and um, romantic too. And they, they go to Amsterdam to meet with a writer who who one of them kind of idolized, and and the writer, so so that's why we went to Amsterdam because, uh, and then we went to Germany, which is where my wife is from, to kind of see her family and 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 see what her world looked like because none of us had ever been to Berlin except for obviously my wife, actually my elder daughter had gone there, so it was a great trip. So my younger daughter also said she'd rather do a family trip. And we decided we're going to do a safari. And for whatever, we didn't do it when she was 13. We didn't do it obviously when she was 12. We didn't do it when she was 13 because the truth is, is I neither had the money to pay for a trip like that. I hadn't planned and really factored it in, but, and I also didn't have the time, the block of time to be able to take that much time off. So so we didn't do it that year, and we thought we were going to do it last year when she was 14, um, but COVID hit, so we finally got to do it this year when she's 15. So my joke is that we did it, instead of a bat mitzvah, we did it as her quinceanera. <laughs> thanks for the laughing.
1: I uh, like that joke.
0: Yeah, thanks. So um, the benefit to doing it when they're older is so much more appreciated, for sure, you know, rather than a 12 or 13-year-old. I think she appreciated it so much more. She'll certainly remember it more. Mm -hmm. And it was, you know, we were together, the five of us, this entire time. We were sleeping together, eating all our meals together. Amazingly, we really didn't get on each other's nerves. I, I think, if anything, the kids started getting annoyed with me and my dad humor and stuff a little bit, if anything. But amazingly, there was really no drama it was just it was wonderful and it was wonderful seeing my kids my kids were asking me what i was most excited about and 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 then people have said to me what was the highlights of it and it was really getting to see them experience africa and and experience this trip together and, and that was really the highlight and that was really what i was most looking forward to and it it really lived up to to I mean, it was way better than I thought it was going to be, actually. It, it it blew away all my expectations, Every, and every part of it.
1: Well, for our audience that doesn't know, you've talked about it a little bit before, but you worked in Africa for a while.
0: Right. So, so Kenya wasn't – actually, I've worked in – I've been in two parts of Africa. I briefly went to Gabon to take care of someone for a short period of time, With a friend, Dr. Ricky Hendricks, who I hope we're going to have on as a guest shortly. So I went to Gabon for a little bit. um, But that wasn't, but then as a fourth year medical student, which is something I think all students, everyone should try to do something like that. It doesn't, you don't even have to be a pre-med or anything. But I, luckily, as my fourth year of medical school, I went to spend two months working, volunteering in a mission hospital. And that was in Kenya in a, in a, Village called Kikuyu, which is actually both a, a language, a tribe, and a city uh, of Kikuyu, which is about forty-five minutes outside of the capital, Nairobi. And it was it was one of the best experiences of my entire life working, volunteering in a hospital. And then on weekends, I got to go away. I would you know go on these little brief safaris on weekends that I wasn't on call. Sometimes I was on call and had to work at the hospital. But if I hadn't been on call, I would get to go away on the weekend and see Kenya.
1: Did you revisit that place at all,
0: or no? You know what? We talked about doing it, and the kids were like, "Dad, if it's important to you, we can." But I got the vibe from them that they didn't really want to go, so so we didn't. But not to sound like my kids are uh, my kids are so not spoiled and so not bratty. It wasn't. It wasn't just. We the the trip was really a yeah we went on safari and we saw the animals but we spent a lot of time also going to visit not for profits and visiting different organizations in each country in each place Um, we went to visit when we were in Uganda we went to visit an organization called Ride for Women that helps women um, get empowered and. Uh, get funding for projects and gives women who are uh, abused or um, a place to a safe place to go and even stay and and the ability to work and so we visited them that organization and they're planning a whole lot of things um, for schools for kids and we went with them and and visited their organization so that was fantastic, and I think it was worthwhile for my kids to see that. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we visited some animal rescue places uh, in Kenya and Uganda. We visited an elephant rescue sanctuary. Uh, We visited a giraffe rescue sanctuary. The good thing was, is we actually got to interact with these animals, which was amazing, but they were animals that um, either were injured or they're parents had left alone or they were sick from some other reason. And, and they were rehabbing these animals and then bringing them back into the wild once they got rehabbed. So that was pretty amazing. In Kenya, we went to see the Samburu people, which is also a language and a, and a, and a city or a town where we visited two organizations. We visited the water project and which is, Uh, The Samburu Project or the Water Project or the Samburu Project, which is so valuable. It helps put wells, water wells in different parts of Samburu. And we met with some, we went to the well, a few of the wells and met with some of the people there and they told us that it's life-saving in so many regards. A, it gives them water, but a lot of times in order to get the water, they would have to, if not for the well, they would have to go down to the river where crocodiles live and kids and adults would get bit and were eaten or killed by these crocodiles. So, it, um, but it also would provide clean water. So that was just amazing. And then even more interesting, and I think we need to do a whole episode on it. We visited some women who had been through female genital mutilation, which is crazy that that still exists. And, and we could even talk about it on a, on a whole other podcast. So I revisited a, a school. Uh just I could go on and on. But it, it was
1: try to also provide some links that I guess these charities need money, need funding on, oh, yeah. our, on our website for this episode.
0: Yeah. Um and and it and it moved my girls a lot and and it made them realize it just made them o it opened their eyes and it and it let them see and I and I think it, it it's going to help them want to give back a little. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was really, it was a great trip, every every part of it. And, the, and then the end of the trip, I knew I'd be exhausted, we'd be exhausted. So we actually just spent the, we went to the beach in Zanzibar in Tanzania and, and spent the last six days at the beach doing tons of activities there too. But that was a great way to end the trip before flying home, mm-hmm. heading back to work.
1: That's amazing. And you seem like I talked to you when you got back the other day and you just seem so more, much more alive. Is that fair? Like you seem like you were like lit up, like still about the vacation.
0: Yeah, it was really, you know, it was such a great trip. It really was. And 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 what was great was, you know, hanging with the, the girls was was just perfect. And then we went. You know, on our we did like really fun and different kind of safaris. Not just you're sitting in a vehicle and looking at animals. in In Kenya, we met a guide uh, at in the Masai Mara, which which is the plain, which is a certain part of Kenya where the Maasai people are. And this guide was amazing. He knew everything. you know, he was like a super guide. And uh, he, he taught us so much about animals and about ecosystems and how everything is dependent on everything else, how you can't kill off one species because it may af- or, or eliminate a species. Even something as small as termites are needed. You know, and it, it was just amazing hearing about everything that that he knew. And and then the safari, we did some walking safaris. So we would like hike Walking to see animals, you know, we woke up real early and sat around watching the zebras and watching the wildebeests, and we were on foot. You know, theoretically, we could have seen lion on foot, but we didn't. Uh, But that was, you know, we saw elephants on foot, and we kind of walked after some elephants a little bit, and, and that was just fantastic. Then we even walked to another evening. We did kind of a walking safari where they set up tents for us, and we slept out in tents at night. And that was just such a treat. It was actually my best sleep I had the whole month I was there. It started raining, and, and so we went to sleep with the rain falling on our tents. And that was, of the whole month there, That the best sleep I had was the night out in the tent.
1: Wow, that sounds so, yeah, it seems like a movie. Like something seen yeah. in a movie. It was
0: great. It was great.
1: That's fantastic. Well, welcome yeah. back.
0: And, you know, it's funny. People ask me how it was, and I, I'm i rambling. Like, I realized you probably had, like, wanted me to answer with, like, a teeny little answer, but I...
1: No, I, I like absolutely did not want... I wanted oh. the highlights, which is exactly what you gave me and your audience. So I was, like, picturing it the whole time you were talking about
0: it. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. I
1: mean, probably picturing it wrongly, but still.
0: Right. No, it's... it's um, you know, I kind of thought... Beforehand, this will be like a one and done, although I had been to Kenya, but like this will be, we'll go and I never need to go again. But now I'm, you know, while I was there and certainly since then, all I've been thinking about is how could we get back there? How can maybe my partners and I in our practice figure out a way to, you know, there are all these medical missions and things like that or partner with. You know, it's just opened me up to thinking how how can we how can we make this an ongoing kind of thing and not just going on safari, but going to do good and and mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's it's going to be a work in progress.
1: Not for profits, nonprofits. Did any of them like reach out to you to request medical help? Did they say anything about medical well, help or needing well, doctors?
0: The, interestingly, the the Samburu project is water project. I met through someone here who actually knows the the art tour guide. Uh, um, so this woman set up a lot of the stuff there for us, and we've alluded to let's try to figure out once we're home after something. You know, we haven't gone any any further. And then, oddly enough, my eldest daughter, Liat. she had a, she has a friend who she grew up with, who somehow it it had come up that this friend's mother was doing something in Uganda. So when my kid realized we're going to Uganda, she just randomly texted her friend and he said, oh my God, my mom is going to be there. And I had never met the mom. She came and met us. She was there in Uganda and came, we were like, we were in similar places, and she came and hung out with us. Like, how weird is that? We're both from L.A., and yet we're meeting this woman in Uganda.
1: For the first and she's, time.
0: Yeah, for the first time. But she's someone who has set up – she also, years ago, at a similar experience, went to Africa and kind of fell in love and realized she has to do something. So she since has set up a not-for-profit of her own – and it has something to do with this ride for women in Uganda, but and then some. So we know that now that we're home, our to do list is also to link up with her a little bit and figure out is there something we can do together as well?
1: Yeah, and maybe we can have her on the show talking about
0: what that's she a got great out. idea. Okay. That's a- that's a great idea. Let's put that down as a thing.
1: Well, I don't know if this is going to be a weird segue now, but I also wanted to kind of get an update from you on our last podcast. We talked, um, you discussed like your friend that was having surgery and he decided not to use you as a surgeon because yeah. he said that his doctors recommended not having their friends do surgery. And you talked about it on TikTok, and it kind of went, became like a viral hit. you got so many uh, comments and views.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it's funny, TikTok. Who, who knows what's going to happen there? And and we talked about it. So I guess we really got a lot of... Did you see? I mean, we got yeah, thousands, you know, thousands of responses. And... Uh,
1: what was the of, you know, overwhelming, though? Like, no, you shouldn't have a friend do your surgery? Was that kind of it?
0: No, it was very... Interestingly, it was half-half. You know, especially a lot of people in the medical field said... I, I'm a nurse. Of course, I would want the doctors that I'm friends with to do my surgery. Uh, and Docs also said that. And the truth is, is I feel that not that I have a big ego, but I, I think the patient would have been better off ha- with me doing the surgery. I, I've since reached out to him and and said, "Hey, how you doing?" Da da da, and he's still not perfect. And he, and he definitely had complications and issues. And I said to him, I said, in a text response, I said, I wish, I must tell you, I wish I had been the one taking care of you, but I'm glad that I'm not because I would have been heartbroken knowing the trouble you've been through. And I would have felt awful. Right. And I don't, and had I been the one taking care of him, could, Is it possible he may not have had those problems? Maybe. Could it have been worse? Maybe. I I do know, you know, I've taken care of plenty of people that I know as friends, and I'm the kind of person that, in my practice too, I want to get help whenever I need help. In fact, when I started our practice, one of the, the, the foundation of our practice is that we never operate alone because when I was training and when I first started in surgery with my, the people I had joined, I was often alone. And while I was able to do as a surgeon, I was able to take care of the problems. It wasn't as fun, you know, to be operating alone, but also it was harder. It took longer. It was more stressful. And if problems arose, you kind of you know, it wasn't ideal. And there are plenty of surgeons who operate alone. And and most of the time it's fine. But the reality is, is, it's always better to have someone helping you, especially if you think you need it. And I've always been someone who, if there's something that I can do, but I know someone else could do it better, I'm the first person to say, hey, let me, I'll, I could be there, but I'm going to get the better person to do it.
1: Did any doctors say no, absolutely not? Like on the TikTok, did anybody respond that way? Any, like? I don't know if they were
0: doctors. I, I don't remember now, but there were plenty of people who said absolutely not. You shouldn't have a, a friend operate on you.
1: Well, I, don't yeah, I guess like you said, there's no negative effects from a surgery that you did. So it's not going to hurt your friendship in that way.
0: Right, right. But part of me feels guilty. Either way, I would have felt guilty. So now I feel guilty that maybe I should have said to him, listen... You should let me do the surgery because I don't, but, but that's so ego. As much as I have an ego, you know, I don't know. I I don't know.
1: Well, a lot of people were interested in what you had to say in, in the debate, the ongoing debate on TikTok.
0: Yeah. It's totally an interesting debate.
1: So for pop culture, um, what you watched, you told me that you watched on an airplane, I'm guessing, because I saw it as a choice on the airplane, but I didn't choose it. Yeah. Um, The father
0: yeah we I watched the father on the flight oh, uh, on the flight home and what's funny is you didn't see it, did you?
1: no, I did not. My brother watched it next to me, so right. I only saw a little bit of it without uh on yeah,
0: and that's with Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Coleman I think her name is yeah. um the woman from the Crown and the acting is amazing the performances are amazing. My wife had seen it first and said to me, you have to watch it. And I didn't want to watch it. And the reason I didn't want to watch it is because my grandmother, my mom's mom had Alzheimer's and I watched her, you know, slowly become this child. uh, And, and I felt like I didn't want to, and I had already seen the movie with
1: Julianne Julianne
0: Moore. Moore. Yeah which I thought was amazing.
1: Who and i won for playing a character with
0: dementia. And she was great. And I loved that movie, actually. And I thought she was great. So I kind of, I didn't really want to watch it. I kind of wanted to stay in fantasy land. But my wife got angry, interestingly, that I didn't watch it. So I, she's like, why aren't you watching it? Because I was watching a silly movie. I was watching Voyagers or Voyages. And so I watched it. And it was great. And And it's about a man who, whether some form of dementia, aging and dementia, and and it was a great movie, but it was, my wife loved it. She thought it was amazing. And I thought, yeah, it was a good movie, but I I didn't need to see it Mm. because I kind of lived it a little bit with my grandmother who lived in the same building that I lived in. And I kind of watched her slowly become nothing. Um, Right. Yeah. But it was, it was interesting and it was sad and, you know, it's a shame that that happens to us. And, and we talked about it. And, and it, it's, it's something I worry about because of my grandmother having it, that, it, that to some degree it, I, I could have dementia at some point. Right. Um, we
1: talked about one of our podcasts how no new drugs had come out to treat like Alzheimer's specifically in 19 years, almost 20 years. Yeah. And now there's a new drug, but it's still not absolutely proven that it uh, is effective.
0: Right. You know, th- there's so much more about Africa. You know, we met one of the caretakers at one of the places we stayed at uh, has become is, is a uh, is a photographer. And he's just got repped by a East Coast, New York East Coast uh, gallery, but he's a Brit living in Kenya and his his wildlife photos are amazing. We just met such such really interesting the same guide, the superhero guide that we um were with actually helped consult on the remake of The Lion King. They came to him. That's cool. Yeah, it's just Yeah, it was really you know, I'm just thinking of all the cool stuff. So he was just Actually, we, my kids and I are saying we have to watch The Lion King now, the remake. We had never, I haven't seen it. Did you see the remake of it?
1: No, I kind of didn't want to just because I like the original. But, I mean, I'm sure if I talked to this guy, I'd want to see it too.
0: Yeah, so now we feel obligated. Oh, and interestingly, at one of the places where Pride Rock is, remember Pride Rock from The Lion King? Where they hold him oh, yes, up. yes, yes. Oh, yeah. let up. We went to Pride Rock. We actually ah, went there.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And we kind of did this cute thing with Izzy, who was 15, who we were there for. We kind of
1: picked,
0: <laughs> picked her up there. Yeah. And we have a, I actually have to find that picture. We should post it. Oh, uh, we posted her up and, and took a picture of her. It was funny.
1: That's awesome. Well, I'm yeah. so glad you guys had such a great time.
0: We got to figure out a way for Gross Anatomy to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gross Anatomy goes to Africa. I like it. Nice, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So thanks for joining us. Happy to be back. Happy and sad to be back live. Happy to be back with Lauren doing this live at Gross Anatomy. Sad to no longer be in Africa, but inspired and motivated. And And I think we'll have some episodes talking more about some of the things we saw and did in Africa.
1: Yes, we definitely will. More episodes to come every week. Stay tuned or follow our Instagram for um, future
0: episodes. And give us feedback, everybody. We love feedback.
1: Yes, please do. Yes. All right.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.